Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with your host, Dr. Fuck, and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley. Kick on back and listen to another exciting episode. It's time for the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast! Oh man, it is I, Dr. Fuck from Thrasher Die! I'm a poet and I didn't know it. And if you think you are like a skunk, then meet Ian the Drunk. Uh, that's the best I can come up with that one. Hello. And I know a lot of you didn't know, but on the show tonight is also Joe! Hi everybody! <laughs> Yeah, Joe, speak up, man. I know you're in England. Sorry, can you hear me now? Is it fine? Much yeah, better. Yeah, it's better. You know, I just don't want to edit your voice higher, man, because, you know, that's a pain in the ass. Anyway, uh, yeah, exciting. Sleepy. Uh, I'm, I'm very sleepy and half awake, so I, I can be kind of like Ian. Hello. You know, I'm like, you know, I sound drunk, but this is just a uh, lack of sleep. And Ian sounds drunk because of uh, lack of not drinking alcohol. Uh, I'm not drinking plenty of alcohol. And Joe, what are you drinking? Tea? I've just opened a uh, Trooper. You know, Bruce Dickinson. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've had those beers, you know. Is it any good? Yeah, well. Very good. Look, I think it's good, but all my buddies hate it. I was like, well, I don't see nothing wrong with this beer. It's pretty good. What 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 if you could, if you could compare it to another beer? Is there anything you could compare it to? Um, um, well, it's an owl, you know. Um, I would compare it to uh, what we'd have here is a hobgoblin or an old speckled hen. Uh, I think the closest you got out well, way out there when I was in America, I drank a Samuel Adams. So it's okay, quite yeah, thick. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a uh, beer. It's not like a lager or a Budweiser or something like that. Okay. I would yeah. like to I would like to do a public service announcement. I want everybody to go to Amazon and buy a lot of shit because I want Ian to get eat, import beer and get really drunk on speckled. What was that? <laughs> Old speckle hen. Speckle hen. I want I want Ian like with a case of speckle hen. I want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear how he is on speckle hen. <laughs> That's funny because that's the same thing your mama has tramp stamped right above her ass. Specklehead? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I never noticed that, man. Damn. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a new one. It's a new one. You know the tramp stamp on your mom? There ain't, <laughs> there ain't none. She don't need it, man. She's a tramp <laughs> through and through. She don't need no fucking hat tattoo. Uh, My mom's right. a poser, man. <laughs> My mom trying to be as trampy as your mom, so she has to like write stuff on herself. That's right. Not your hey. mom. She lets me write stuff on her face <laughs> with my semen. Oh, thank you, thank terrible. you very much, thank you, thank you. That's terrible. Uh, hi, Mrs. Watt. What was her last name? Sorry, <laughs> Leroy. Now, oh, yeah. hi, Mrs. Leroy. <laughs> I know you love me. Anyway, she, she did wish you happy birthday. By the way, oh, she did. Well, <laughs> thanks. I mean, I I, I kind of was in a rush that day. I didn't hear her say it, but thank you, yeah. Mrs. Leroy. Anyway, <laughs> um, happy. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, big 5 eh? That's right. I'm 50 years old, even though I don't look a day over 48. But let me tell you, last <laughs> night, I had actually, you know, since I, you know, I'm a quarter of a century, I actually had a total of three birthday parties. Last Saturday, they threw me a barbecue, and this Monday was my birthday, and my family threw me a party, and then last night was awesome man we had a show and my band combat played and a cover band played nothing but songs that i love 
and uh, and it was Black Sabbath, you know, the birth of heavy metal. It was Friday the 13th, 1970, that Black Sabbath released their first album. And oddly enough, this year, it was a Friday the 13th again. And last night, my band Combat played the song Black Sabbath, and it went over really well. And uh, I got to say, man, this band, like, kicked ass. I had a guy come up to me after the show and say, man, I like Combat more than Thrash or Die. You know, I I kicked them in the balls, but at the same time, I was like, oh, I guess that was a compliment, you know. But, you know, either way, man, I mean, combat's going over great, and I'll get into that in the future episodes, because we are almost done with the EP, and I'll be playing, but enough of me. Let's go to a second-tier type band below combat, would be Slayer, but before we get into Slayer... Uh, Ian here um, is going to, you know, I give him a simple job every week, and that is to make sure, well, one, make sure his mom doesn't know where I'm at. Hello. And two, um, to find out, you know, scope Blabbermouth or the interwebs and find some current events for us. So what did you find this week, Ian? Oh, man, current events. I I went above and beyond. I actually went to... uh... I went to the Grammys last Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure they invite you since every musician asks for your advice. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I know a lot of people. So, um, went to the Grammys. ACDC opened up the show. I thought it was awesome. What'd I you saw it on YouTube, it? and it was amazing. What would you think, Joe? I didn't watch it. Sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. hey, applaud for Joe, man. Yeah. I didn't watch it either, Joe, but I did see it on YouTube, um, the ACDC performance, and it was uh, outstanding. There was a certain someone's antics that took over everything as usual. Um, are we going to get into that? Or? Oh, 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 yeah, that, that's coming up in a minute. because that, Right, we'll, we'll talk about that then. But no, was it good? I mean, it, I saw that it, I, the Grammys isn't showed live in England or anything like that, not to my knowledge Damn, anyway. Damn, you guys so, um, But... Um, yeah, they played Highway to Hell, didn't they? They didn't play nothing off the new album. Yeah, they, they opened with Rocker Bus and they went to Highway to Hell. So they did play Rocker Bus, which was cool. <clears throat> oh, I'm sure it's on YouTube at some point. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll no, it already it is. It already is. Actually, it was on before the Grammys was over. You know, I, I noticed on my Facebook page the, the clip on, on YouTube already. And I was like, man, the Grammys are still going on. And I, I, you know, obviously, I'm not watching the Grammys. So I put it on YouTube and I was like, Holy crap! And you, you know, a front row Paul McCartney was rocking out, man. It was really, yes. it, was, it was pretty damn cool, man. And some, you know, some of those shitty artists too were there with their jaws on the floor, saying, "Oh man, we'll never be this good." But uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so what, what, what were you getting at, Ian? Yeah, just uh, you know, I was there. I was actually, I was behind Paul McCartney, uh, and uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. The re- real reason I was there. And I didn't tell you, Ralph, because I know, I know this podcast is very low on your priority list because you oh, have course, so much, of course, you have so much stuff going on. But we were nominated for a Grammy this year. I did not know that. Yes, we were nominated for best podcast in the rock slash metal category, uh, and and, uh, and combat, right? The the yeah. combat category too. Yeah, and um, we lost, so, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we lost. We, we lost. lost to the rock and metal combat wussified. No, uh, no, no, we'll, no, 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 no. We'll, sugar, no, we'll, we'll, no. we'll feed you sugar feed combat podcast. No, no, we lost. Oh my god, I was so re- I had an acceptance speech and everything, and we lost 
to the Terrence Reardon experience. Uh, why does that oh, not... that was coming. That does <laughs> not surprise me. It's typical of the Grammys, man. You see, you know, just like they, they, they gave the award to Tenacious D and Gentle Tall on Metal, they gave the award to Terrence, which is technically not a podcast either. And, uh, you know, I, I was completely dumbfounded. I thought we had it in the bag. But before I even had a chance to react... Uh, 80s rapper Tone Loke jumped up on stage in the middle of Terrence's acceptance speech <laughs> and uh, said that, that, that Terrence needed to respect the real podcast. And he grabbed the Grammy from Terrence. And uh, uh, Terrence kind of fake cried on the stage. And Tone Loke gave me the Grammy. And it was pretty, it's heavier than it looks. Uh, I actually ended up selling it at a pawn shop in L.A., because not enough people are using the Amazon link, so I make no money. So I had to sell the Grammy, actually, to get back home uh, for Mardi Gras. But, uh, but thank you, Tone Loke, for realizing that we truly deserve the Grammy for Best Podcast. Yeah, thank you, Tone. That was awesome. And, oh, by the way, before Tone uh, uh, got on stage, did Terrence, like, thank and wish death on anybody before that happened? <laughs> uh, he, did, he didn't even really... He, was, he did one of those, like, Taylor Swift things where he's just like, you know, made these stupid facial expressions and seemed very humble. And then Tone Loke just, you know, kind of bitch slapped him on his little leg head and took the gram. Uh, he didn't have time to go up there and say, hey, Katy Perry, my face, remember it? No, no. It, he, it's, it sounded like he started to say David Gilmore, and then he got hit. Oh, the yeah, Genesis. Yeah, I know. He, yeah. he didn't, while they were dragging him off stage, he wasn't doing an air drum solo? Didn't have time. Didn't have time. Uh, okay, all right. Well, all right, regardless. Uh, yeah, it's typical. Grammys give uh, metal awards to Jethro Tull, and they also give, like, uh, podcast awards to things that aren't podcasts. All right, so, uh, okay, is that the end of, or do we have no, more news? Oh, we got we, more we news. We got a couple. Right, of, yeah. hit, me, have, hit me. You talked about it briefly. We have to acknowledge the 45th anniversary of the release of Black Sabbath. Ooh. And uh, and pretty much the beginning of metal. Pretty much, it was. Fuck Blue Cheer. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> well, you know, I we all appreciate Black Sabbath, except for your buddy V-Fart. He put on our uh, YouTube page, Fuck Sabbath. He never got into that band. He said they're terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, well, he's, a, he's such an authority. <laughs> but to everybody else, this is a milestone and something to be celebrated. Uh, a landmark album that starts this genre we all know and love. Uh, it's incredible. It's hard to believe it's been 45 years. But, uh, man, what an amazing album that still sounds incredible to this day. And, uh, you know, I, if you didn't listen to it yesterday, well, we're recording this on Saturday. If you didn't listen to it on the actual anniversary, the day of this when you hear it, as soon as this podcast is done, put on Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, and relish in true metal. Or 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 right now, pause the co- uh, podcast and play it. Like right now, watch. Right now, pa- pause it. All right, you just unpaused it. Wasn't that fucking amazing? The warning, yo, that shit rules. Great album. Great. Yeah, album. yeah. Black Sabbath. Uh, you know. All right, look, look. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not a hater of Blue Cheer. I'm really not. My, my point is. Why I find it very disrespectful that people say Blue Cheer started metal, where Hendrix, what the hell did they do any different than Hendrix as far as like hard rock and you know putting a little heavy in music? Hendrix was doing the same thing. Has anybody heard Spanish Castle Magic, 
fire, killing floor. Come on, man. That's some fast, heavy stuff. It's not metal, but it's heavy, man. And, you know, and then you have the kinks with You Really Got Me. I mean, it's distorted guitar. And uh, the Who, you know, my generation. I mean, there's a lot of heavy blue cheer type stuff before blue cheer. But, you know, I mean, people like, you know, Getty Lee, they, you know, it's like, come on, man. You, you, you made power windows. You are no authority on metal. I'm sorry. Anyway, so um, what else, Ian? All right, another thing. This is some great news. Uh, Nigel Glockler, the uh, drummer for Saxon, yeah, came out, came on stage with the band the other night. Only awesome. played one song. So he what? Played, He's out he of played, the hospital, man. Yeah, yeah. He, he had a life-threatening brain aneurysm. Uh, he rejoined the band to play 747. Yes. Uh, amazing. Stranger uh, right, in the night. Yeah, right now... Uh, Drums are being played by Udo Dirkschneider's son. Oh, yeah, is is the drummer for uh, uh, for Saxon wow, right that's now? Wow, I did not know that. It's kind of like uh, the Who and Ringo Starr's child. Right, right, but I mean, it's it's so awesome to see that you know he's out of the hospital, even just for one song that he came back and played. And Saxon's getting ready to come tour the U.S. soon, uh, I believe in March with Armored it's, Saint. Yes, it's a very short tour. Unfortunately, nowhere near me. But uh, but best of luck to him. I and I hope he rejoins Saxon soon because he's a hell of a drummer and Saxon is a hell of a band. And I also want to congratulate Udo Schneider for not shooting blanks. There you go. Good for Udo, man. Is, is there you his, go. Is his son small and wear camouflage too? He looks like him. He oh, does look oh, like poor him. kid. Goddamn. Joe, what, what what do you think of Saxon? You a Saxon fan? Yeah, they're one of the cornerstone metal bands, you know. Yeah, 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 I'm not man. heavily into them. I'm a greatest hits, and that's about it. I'm afraid I should no, no, no. I should dig a bit deeper. I got I gotta say, you need to get Wheels of Steel, Denim and Leather, Strong Armor Law, and Crusader. Those are well, that, must must haves. Uh, isn't that what they're playing on this current tour? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I've, on the poster over here, they're touring at the moment, and it's uh, the trilogy. They're playing music. Oh, from the first, uh, well, the, not the first three, because they did have a self-titled album, which is not bad, right. but I feel like Wheels of Steel's where I they f- became Saxon. You know? I think that's it, yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, Judas Priest Rock and Roller, you know? I mean, it's a great album, but to me, it's like Sad Wings is where it started, you know? Right. You still there, Joe? Yeah, can you hear me? All right, okay. cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, you cut off there for a second. Anyway, all right, man, so... uh Cool, dude. So, anything else? That is it for the news. All right, so let's get into the album, okay? Now, uh, here we go. And we, we, uh, we're going to go into the album. What we do before we go into albums, we give a little stories of how we discovered the band and and how it led up to listening to uh, this album we're reviewing, which is South of Heaven. And the band is obviously Slayer. I'm sorry, I'm half awake. So, that was the best I could do. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, uh, as we said earlier, I'm 50, so you know I, I, I had to show no mercy before uh, before haunting the chapel and Hello 8. So, you know, I'm an old school Slayer fan, and uh, I remember walking into a record store, seeing the album cover of Show No Mercy and flipping it around and seeing Jeff Hanneman holding an upside-down cross saying, ooh, I must walk out with this. Which I did, and I loved. I loved it. Then I heard Haunting the Chapel. I loved that, too. Then I heard 
I'll tell you a funny story how I got hella weights. I was living in California at the time, okay? And I was on my way, I was on a, I was on a bus. And on a park bench, somebody carved into the bu- bus bench, Slayer, hella weights. And I was like, I gotta buy that record. You know, that was a sign, you know? So I went and bought hella weights. And at the time, I, f- I thought, and for many years to follow, that hella weights to me was the best Slayer album. You know, and then came Rain and Blood, which, you know, everybody fucking worshipped, including myself. Nothing, there's only one negative thing I can say about Rain and Blood, okay? Rain and Blood is an album I cannot listen to selective tracks from. I have to hear it from beginning to end. To me, it's one big song. I cannot listen to Altar of Sacrifice without Jesus Saves. You know, and, uh, you know, after Angel of Death, if I don't hear piece by piece, I just feel like something is missing. So that's my only complaint. Rain of Blood is one of those albums I have to hear the entirety, in its entirety, or else I just feel cheated. Okay, so yeah, all right, uh, I just described everything. And then, you know, now, as, as we stand, believe it or not, I change my point of view and say, no, nah, you know what, Hell Waits is not my favorite. It's actually Show No Mercy. But now, I even change my mind again. What? Yeah, and now my, and it's weird. But my favorite Slayer now, and it, I know, I'm sure it'll change. It's going to bounce from the first three. But my favorite Slayer now is Honey the Chapel. I don't know, man. It's like it has the, the elements of Show No Mercy and some previews of, uh, and it's only three freaking songs, you know, not counting Aggressive Perfector, the bonus track. But, you know, I mean, Chemical chemical Warfare, you know, Captor of Sin, Honey the Chapel. I mean, those are like... I don't know. Something about that EP is like, now my favorite fucking Slayer. But, you know, it may, it may go back to Show No Mercy. It's Show No Mercy, man. God damn. My favorite song of all time from Slayer's Cryonics. And it doesn't really sound like any other Slayer song. Okay, so then we lead it up to uh, South of Heaven. Now, South of Heaven, before it came out, I read in the papers, oh, Slayer's got a new album coming out called South of Heaven. And I was like, oh, yeah. Fuck Yeah. South of Heaven, that's an awesome name for an album, especially for Slayer. Went out, bought it, put it on, and at first listen, I was like, okay, um, that was weird. That wasn't Slayer, like, I mean, some of it was, but there was a lot of weird, slow tempo stuff. This was nothing like the previous three, you know, so... Uh, but I didn't hate it. I said, I, you know, I gotta give it more chances, which I did, and, you know... I still, some of it still kind of perplexes me, but as a whole, it's a fucking Slayer album, man. And it's great. It's a great album. And I, I do appreciate it for them kind of taking chances in a way. Uh, and I will get into the songs, but first I want to hear what Joe has to say about his uh, introduction to Slayer and what led into uh, South of Heaven. Go for it, Joe. Um, around 14, 15 16 years old I was getting into metal um, I was into the Led Zeppelin and Sabbath through my dad um, but I, I I got into metal through new metal Corn Limp Bizkit etc um, oh, I then got into sorry. Slipknot and I kept looking for the next heaviest thing I could find I think some people sort of stopped at a certain level I kept going and um, yeah Slayer I heard from them through different ways. I think the first full time I heard them, though, was the Angel of Death. Uh, there was a countdown. Yeah, so Angel of Uh-oh, they're coming to get you, Ian. Uh, 
<laughs> Joe, you there, man? Yeah, I'm still here. All right, okay. can you get closer to the mic, Joe? Yeah, sorry, man. No, no, it's a, we can't hear you at all, actually. So. All right, go ahead. Um, yeah, so um, from hearing Angel of Death, I then went out and got Rain and Blood and Diabla Musica at the same day. And, uh, yeah, so that, it kind of went from there. All right, cool. So then, like, you know, you didn't get into, you didn't hear South Heaven until much later, huh? I know, bit by bit, I started building up the collection. And um, when did I first hear South of Heaven? Funny enough, the first time I heard South of Heaven, I was at a Kong concert. And um, they actually played South of Heaven. They played the introduction to it. And I was looking at it, going, what the hell was this? I thought it was like a new song. It wasn't until I read the review later on oh they covered Slayer's South of Heaven and then that's when I dug deeper ah okay and, and uh, what you think as the album as a whole when you first heard it uh South of Heaven I sort of saw when I first got into Slayer they, I was told you've got the trilogy so you've got Raining Blood South of Heaven Seasons of the Abyss if you like that work your way backwards and then if you like that work your way forward and um I always thought of South of Heaven as part of that trilogy, and I always sort of listened to that album as sort of chapter in a big book. It wasn't till recently, actually, when you, you said we were reviewing it, that I've actually listened to it as its own album, you know? And um, no, it stands up on its own. It's not a perfect album. It's not, as, it's not up there with Rain and Blood, where it's just faultless from beginning to end. It's got its, it's, got its highs and its lows, and um, it's got some underrated gems on there as well. So, yeah, this is a good choice to review. Cool. Ian? Uh, man, I came into South of Heaven a little bit later. Uh, I'll never forget it. Uh, 87. Uh, I was in eighth grade, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting into metal, and now I want something heavy. You know, I, I loved all the satanic shit, you know. And I, I got this magazine, Metal Maniacs. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to find the evilest shit. So I went out, and on the same day, I bought uh, Rain and Blood and Abigail by King Diamond. And I thought they were both horrible. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? This is fucking terrible. I thought King Diamond sounded like a fucking canary. And uh, and fucking Slayer, I just thought, it was like, oh, man. I I'd already I'd started getting into Thrash. I'd already uh, had Master of Puppets. Peace Cells and, and Among the Living. Okay, I'm like, okay, I gotta check out the Slayer band, man, and just did not like it. Did not like it one bit. Uh, I think I, I sold the cassettes. I, I took them back to a used record store, got rid of Abigail and fucking, uh, and Rain and Blood. But then a few years later, funny enough, you got into when you are in California, I was on vacation in California in 1990, right when uh, uh, Seasons of the Abyss came out. And I heard it on KNAC, the old metal station. And, man, they played the title cut. I was like, holy fuck. And, you know, by then I'm into more metal now. Uh, you know, at a broader spectrum. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. Went out, bought uh, the next, I think either that day or the next day, went bought Season of the Abyss. And uh, then I went back. And, man, I love, all, I love every Slayer album. Really, there's no Slayer album that I fucking hate. There's some I like more than others, but there, there's no album like, eh, that, that, that's terrible. Now, I, I think the last great one they did, unfortunately, was, was Seasons. 
but I still like all the newer ones. There's always tracks that I love. I love that it always sounds like Slayer. You can depend on it the same way you can depend on, you know, the Ramones or ACDC. May not always be the best album, but it's still Slayer. And when every other band fucking, you know, changed, they stayed the fucking same. Couple detours here and there. But for the most part, Slayer is fucking Slayer. And I absolutely fucking love them. And I think this is a great album. All right. Okay. So let's dive into the songs. I'll start I'll start this baby off to the, with this title track. Starts the album. Iconic song now. that You can't go to the Slayer show without hearing this song. But for me, first listen, I was like, uh, when is this going to pick up? You know, it didn't pick up. It's not fast. It's no angel of death. It's no evil has no boundaries. It's no... Uh, you know, Captain Sin or Haunting the Chapel or or Hella Waits. You know, it's it, it, it's mid tempo, and I was like, uh, "Where's the payoff here?" And yeah, you know, then it you know went into the next track, uh, Silent Scream, where it was like, "Okay, this is a Slayer." I remember, but going back to um, uh, South of Heaven now. Well, not now, but maybe like a couple months or so uh, after. You know, living with it, yes. God damn, that song's awesome. And especially what everybody screams at the show. Before you see the light, you must die. So cool. And, yeah, I forgot to mention, very first time I saw Slayer was this tour. Because they never came to South Florida till South of Heaven with Motorhead and Overkill. What a lineup. Nice. Yeah, nice that was show. incredible. Motorhead rock and roll and Overkill t- oh, under, under the influence. Nice. Uh, very nice. awesome. By the way, if you hear noise in the background, it's uh, my girlfriend watching The Omen. Anyway, so um, what do you call? Um, yeah, love the title track. One of the, my favorite, not my favorite, but one of my favorites on this album. Uh, Joe, what do you think of the song South of Heaven? Just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I think it's the other end of the spectrum to Angel of Death. If you, someone that doesn't like Slayer or doesn't know Slayer, where do I start? I'd say start with Angel of Death and then start with South of Heaven, because it's total opposites. Um, it, it's the other side of the coin, you know, and that riff, the opening riff is just one of the most evil riffs ever written. The atmosphere, the drums, everything, it's just, it's a perfect metal song to me. I, I love it. Alright, uh, Ian? Uh, I agree with almost everything you guys said. This is all-time uh, great fucking Slayer song. One of two songs off this album that are always played at every Slayer concert. I wish there was more, but there's two that are have been played ever since this album came out. Excuse me. And this is one of them. Uh, it is. It's evil. It is evil. It's. Um, it almost reminds me of the song Black Sabbath because it's just that fucking eerie uh, and, and spooky and oh man, it's. Everything is perfect to me with this song. And this is the kind of song, like, if somebody's like, eh, I don't know about Slayer or whatever, be like, listen to this song. I think this would be a great intro to get anybody into Slayer. Uh, Because it it covers a lot of different uh, metal areas. Uh, I mean, it's still Slayer, but it's a little bit slower tempo. But, man, it just hits on all cylinders. An all-time fucking classic. And then we go into Silent Scream which is probably, could be one of my favorite abortion songs ever. You know, out, out of all the abortion songs I, I dig, 
this is right up there with uh, Ben Folds' Brick. Uh, I love this song. Uh, and the drums on this shit. The drums on this whole fucking album. This is when Rick Rubin was actually a producer. Because a long time ago, Rick Rubin was actually a hands-on producer. Yeah, now he, he was hungry. Yeah, yeah. Now he just signs his name to shit and lays on a fucking couch and, like, you know, fucking t- does food yeah, t- chance. And tells everybody to just, hey, just rip yourself off from the early days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, now he's totally, totally fucking worthless. But there was a time, uh, I would say up until the mid-90s, that, that Rick Rubin was a truly great producer. Uh, that brought out the best in everybody he worked with. Nowadays, like I said, he just signs his name. But here, and the way he worked with Lombardo, the drum sound on this album is amazing. It's almost kind of like, you know, we always got to mention Kiss. Like how, uh, you know, uh, Creatures of the Night was the great, like Eric Carr, like the thunderous drums. I think this is the Lombardo drum album. I really do, because they're brought up so high in the mix. And through almost every song it's man some killer playing from Lombardo even in hindsight he talks about uh, this album is where he said he wasn't as inspired as the first three but to me he sounds absolutely amazing I love Silent Scream amazing track what do you think Joe? Uh, yeah when um, first of all what you said about South of Heaven being like Black Sabbath uh, you hit the nail on the head there um, as that song rings out and this kicks in, in a way, it's kind of like right now the album's opening. Do you agree? It's like South of Heaven finishes, but this is where the album kicks in. Right. And uh, no, it, it's a great opener and it, t- it it brings the album forward, you know. And um, yeah, it's 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 the sort of Slayer that's a bit more familiar after the break from what South of Heaven was. But no, it's rocking, and um, yeah, Legion's, Live on Dead's the better one for me. But Silent Scream ticks along nicely. Yeah, Live on Dead, uh, it, it is like yeah, that's when I breathe a sigh of relief, saying, "Okay, here's Slayer." Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and the drumming, I agree with Ian, and yeah, Rick Rubin. You know, I mean, yeah, I know a lot of people love his Johnny Cash stuff, and yeah, I'm sure it's good, you know. But I can't get into stuff like that. I, I like the Folter Prison album, whatever. I heard his um, Johnny Cash's uh, what is it? Uh, Hurt, a Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah, yeah. Everybody like worships that song. Even Trent Reznor said, "Damn, he did it better than I did." Uh, I don't get it. But yeah, that's just me. But I guess that may have been Rick Rubin's last stand for most everybody. Mine is the fucking self-titled Trouble album. Hell yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I'll go into the next one. I mean, what what else? I think Ian covered it. I also isn't that song something about not only abortion but child molestation? I don't know. Kind of got think that. It's about abortion. Okay, I, I knew. Uh, it was, I thought it was a little bit of both. It, it could be fucking a kid out of life. I don't know. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. No, well, there you go. That that that's that's a severe. <laughs> that's a severe uh, uh, case of uh, molestation, huh? <laughs> fucking them before he's even born. All right, going into live undead. All right. Uh, I guess like you know, Led Zeppelin and Def Leppard aren't the only ones that have title tracks on different albums, uh, which is you know their live album. I think this song it starts cool, 
And I love, this is something that was lacking so far in listening to uh, this album. When Tom Araya finally does the scream, man. Yes, yes it's he does. It's in the middle of this song. It's like, oh, there's Tom, man, you know? And then after the scream, that's where, I mean, come on, man. I'm sorry, man. I know a lot of you out there, and believe me, I'm a big fan of Forbidden. Well, early Forbidden. I love Forbidden. And I, I'm having a clusterfuck. What's the guy's name again? Oh, the drummer. Oh, stuff. Paul oh, Bostoff. Yeah. Paul yeah. Bostoff to me is a fucking awesome drummer. So precise, so killer, but I prefer Lombardo because he's so, I don't know, loose and and, and original to me. And, and you hear it a lot in Live Undead after that scream. And then it just goes into like, that. the song just picks up and it's fast all the way through and it, bam, fucking just Live Undead. Is awesome. Half of it is kind of, eh, it's good. I like it. It's good. But the second half to me, it's, it's excellent, excellent. Uh, Ian, what do you think of Alive Undead? I love Live Undead. Great fucking, you know, zombie fucking song, zombie fucking lyrics. Uh, a quintessential deep cut to me. And uh, I totally, what do you say about uh, Lombardo's drumming? And I love Paul Bustoff and, uh, and, think he's done great on all the albums the Slayer album well any album he's been on Testament albums Forbidden all kinds no, of no, shit no no a lot of Forbidden albums suck like Green and what's the other one Distortion ugh horrible oh keep going I don't mind it but I, I, I'm a big fan of his drumming but I do kind of see it like uh, it's almost like a Peter Chris Eric Carr thing you know where uh, I won't say Bustav is a better drummer than Lombardo like you know Eric Carr was a better drummer than Peter Chris, but Peter Chris just had this like jazzy fucking feel that was different that made it, and and that's the same thing with Lombardo. It's just such a crazy style that is precise yet loose, uh, amazing, and it just shines throughout this album. And and on a lot of these tracks, that's what really sticks out to me is is the drumming. And Live Undead is a perfect example. Great, great deep cut. This is something I'd like to see live. Uh, Slayer's one of those bands I'd kind of put up there with like Ozzy and you know Kiss and shit like man change up your fucking set list I mean for the longest no 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 no. Slayer on occasion does though they do on occasion a few here and there but for the most part oh yeah I I agree I mean I'll I'll, I'll tell you when I saw the they did a tour back in like I I don't know 2002 or something where they did the whole Rain and Blood album yeah, it was like one of those. I think it was one of those first Jagermeister things. Man, they that night they played "Fight Till Death," "At Dawn They Sleep," uh, "Born of Fire." I mean, they threw out so much killer stuff after they were done with "Rain and Blood." That was amazing, you know. And then their last tour, which I didn't see, I saw the setlist had spilled the blood on it. And yes, necro, you know, um, necrophobic was on there I mean necrophiliac and yeah I mean some some deep gems I think kill again was even on there you know they they did do a tour I think last year uh it was like a real short run where it was songs off I believe the first five albums and that was it well, there you and, go and, and that's kind of neat but but for a, a lot of the times when you see them it's a it's a stock set list and uh and man I would love to hear some some deep cuts like this 
right, Joe, uh, Joe. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, I love the opening riff to uh, Live on Dead. Um, I think it's a great song. I actually wrote in my notes here about the drumming. Uh, you guys already touched on it. Um, when you talk about the comparisons between Dave Lombardo and Paul Bostoff, uh, Kerry King once said in an interview, Dave just does what he does naturally, whilst Paul had to practice like eight hours a day to get that good. You know, I think that's uh, the difference you got there. But um, now live on Dead, it goes. I love the way it splits into different sections. Dave's on fire on it. Yeah, awesome song. What do you think of the next track, Behind the Cookie Cross? Behind the Cookie Cross, yeah, yeah. We got um, that's kind of mid-paced and it goes along, chugs along. It could be heavier though. That opening riff, I think um, I could just imagine like a death metal band doing that opening and making it a bit heavier, a bit more down-tuned. But um, this is another song where Dave shines. I mean, just try drumming along to this track, and um, yeah, you'll see what I mean. He's drumming on this song is just excellent, and um, I think Jeff wrote the lyrics to this one, didn't he? This was another Nazi song, if I'm right. I believe it is. Yes. Behind the Cookie Cross. Yeah, 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 yeah I believe it. But is. no, it's, it's it's kind of mid pace. Chucks it on pretty good, and um, yeah, so far so good on this album. This uh, to me, I mean, yeah, I think a little before that they did the. In the God of the Vita, which was an amazing cover, and it was probably the most accessible Slayer song. And I think and they, and they hate it. The band really? hate. Oh, they. Oh hate my it. God, I love it. I do too, but they hate it. Man, it's, it's, it's yeah. yeah. Did you hear their version of "Born to Be Wild"? Oh boy, that was horrible. Yeah. Oh, that was terrible. Anyway, so but uh, to me, that was very accessible though. That song for Slayer. Well, I I, I think behind the cooker cross it is kind of like. It's very, it's a very accessible song for Orch Slayer. A great song. I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, man, this is mid-tempo, but I really like this Behind the Crooked Cross song. You know, it's, it did catch me on the first listen, as, as well as another one that I'll discuss, uh, talk in, or get into. Uh, oh, I really love this. I still love this song, man. And they put, when I saw this tour, I was happy they, they threw this in. I can't, I'm fine, kind of vague on that tour, because that tour I was in the pit. And I got, like, my ass handed to me, but, you know. But uh, I didn't break no bones, but I remember I was very bruised, and I do remember Behind the Crooked Cross being played and uh, Silent Scream, I believe, Live Undead as well. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, this is uh, still a great song, man. Behind the Crooked Cross rules, man. What do you think, Ian? I love Behind the Crooked Cross. Uh, probably my favorite deep cut on the album. Uh and what, what I don't understand is is Jeff hates this song. Well, I should say hated, because he's no longer with us. Uh, he didn't like this song, but he wrote this 100%. He did, he did the music and the lyrics. And uh, I believe Carrie actually likes the song and wanted to play it live, but Jeff said no. Uh, I mean, after the tour. Yeah, after know. the tour. They yeah, that tour. Uh, because there, there's certain songs here that fans have asked you know to be played. There's certain songs that Carrie can't stand, and we'll get to that when it comes up. And there's ones that Jeff didn't like, and this is one he didn't like, and I don't get it. Like, man, you did 100% of this. You put it on the album. But this this is a Jeff Hanneman album. I mean, Slayer albums tend to be broken up on, our, you know, are they a Hanneman album or are they a fucking Carrie King album? And I definitely lean towards the Hanneman albums by far. Um... But I love this fucking song. I don't get, you know, maybe it's because he's just too overcritical because 
he did it. But I think this is a great deep cut that, uh, man, if this would jump up, they since he's dead now, fuck it, do it. You know, I'd love to see Gary Holt and Carrie King attack this one because it's a great fucking song. What do you think, Joe? I've already covered Boo. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, go, go, oh, into, oh, uh, um, go into cross. Mandatory Suicide, um, Ian. Okay, Mandatory Suicide. Holy right. shit. Man- oh, hold on. Mandatory Suicide, one of my all-time favorite fucking Slayer songs. I love this fucking song. Uh, this is the... The second song besides the title track that is still in the live set today. Um, just amazing. Uh, Tom Rye wrote the lyrics to this. Uh, great song about being a soldier in the front lines and how basically, you know, being a soldier is almost like mandatory suicide. Uh, man, I, just, if, if you're at a Slayer show and this comes on, I mean, this is just one of the, like, everybody unites on this and... It's just fucking amazing. Another one that I would play for somebody who wasn't necessarily a Slayer fan. Like, okay, check out this song uh, because it's it's accessible, yet it's heavy, and it's everything that's Slayer all at once. Um, Can't say enough good things. What do do you think, Ralph? Mandatory Suicide. Mandatory Suicide. I can tell you this, man, and I caught on to this kind of early. Like, even back around this time this album came out. Excellent fucking song, man. What a great song. And yes... You know, these are, you know, one thing about Slayer, well, early Slayer, because I'm, unlike you, I'm not really into Slayer after season, sorry. But early Slayer is like, man, it's so timeless, and it doesn't suffer burnout. Like, I, you know, I can still put on any of those early Slayer albums, like, where I can't do that with, let's say, uh, Paranoid by Sabbath, or the first Van Halen, and stuff like that, or, or some of that early Metallica stuff, which is great, but I'm just so burnt out, but mandatory suicide is like wow it's great but the one thing i did catch on very early as i i listened to the song i thought to myself you know what this song reminds me a lot about no it doesn't really sound like it but it 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 like progresses just like it is for whom the bell tolls listen to them back to back it starts off in a certain vibe and then it goes into that little crunchy part how it's very much to me it's there for whom the bell tolls that's what I think of it's, it, but, but I think it's great. Listen to For Whom the Bell Tolls. Well, you don't have to listen to For Whom the Bell Tolls because I know it's already in your DNA. Just yes. listen to <laughs> Mandatory Suicide and think of For Whom the Bell Tolls, and you'll see how it kind of starts the same and then, you know, progresses the same, and it's pretty much for their version of For Whom the Bell Tolls. And, they, and they're both perfect songs. They're both perfect songs. They're both great, great songs. But the only difference is that I'm burnt out on For Whom the Bell Tolls. I'm not burnt out on Mandatory Suicide, you know? Uh, Joe, what do you think of Mandatory Suicide? Uh, oh, no. It's going to go wrong now. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm totally burnt out on Mandatory Suicide. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's a great song. It chugs a lot. It's one of those songs you can't help but move your head to. But for me, I'm burnt out on it. And I don't. they, they, they play this every set. Yeah, and there's there's some deep cuts on this, like Live Undead behind a Cookie Cross, another song that's coming up that's actually my favourite, South of Heaven aside. But um, I know what you mean. There are certain songs that you don't get burnt out on. South of Heaven, for example, that's a perfect song that I don't get burnt out on. But Mandatory Suicide, 
nothing wrong with it in any way. But for me, I'd, yeah, I'd be happy if they put it to bed for a little while. Yeah, so Boo! basically, basically, Boo! sorry. Oh no, well, no. I mean, come on. You know, basically, what he's saying is that he's no different than us when it comes. Well, no different than me when it comes to like Van Halen one or stuff like that. Oh, no. You love, but you know, it's like I could do without it. No, I, I, I get it. I forgot I, to also mention, boy, I love that spoken part at the man, at the end of Mandatory Suicide. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That and, part and, rolls. Oh, it's it's, it's creepy. And yeah. I, I, there's just something like... And and that was different, too. Yeah. But uh, I want to I also say that I want Joe to go into the next song, because I have a feeling that's the song that he prefers. Probably his favorite track on the album. I got this vibe, Joe. Am I right? Oh, well, we'll have to wait and see. Well, um, go. go. I just want to touch track. on... Uh, All right, go ahead. The, uh, sorry, I just want to touch on... You said about the spoken word. I love that when they do it on the Decade of Aggression album, when he screams it. Yeah, that... It that. gives it that extra dimension. But, um, yeah, funny. Um, next track, we have Ghost of War. Now, just imagine curtains down... Through the amplifiers comes the introduction to this song, and then you both know what I'm talking about. Yes, it I kicks do. in. Yes, <laughs> I do. So, well, how awesome would that be? Uh, say that again, Joe. That you were cutting out there. Yeah. Sorry. Imagine that introduction coming through the speakers with the curtain up, and then the curtain drops just as the song kicks in oh, and it's like yeah. open. With yeah, yeah, I agree, man. That would be. Probably the ultimate Slayer opening, man. And I've seen them open with Hello uh, but I got to say, that would be better. You hear that weird production, and then the curtain calls when the band kicks in. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah I never thought of it that way. Yeah, that would be a, an amazing opening to a, to a Slayer show. Yeah, you're right, man. And, uh, yes, title track aside, this is the best song on the album for me. I knew um, it. I knew it. I'm a kin with the people from the other side of the pond. <laughs> um, yeah, second best is still to come. Uh, behind the crooked cross is there, but uh, oh, there's I know your second I'll, best I'll, too. I know your second best too. I, uh, I'll say it before you mention it when we get to that song, because I'm a kin with your people from across the pond. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll, I, you know, hey, Joe, you done? You want to continue? Goes to uh, goes to war. Um. No, just the, the lyrics. Isn't the lyrics uh, a sequel to Chemical Warfare? Is Never right? looked at it that way, but I believe somebody did tell me that, too. I, now that I think about it, I think you're right. Somebody did mention that to yeah, me yeah. But, um, back in my drunken no, days. This is a great song, and they don't play it often enough, in my opinion. They, yes, they, yeah, and it did recently, like what I was talking about, I think it was that last tour, it did make the set list, too. I remember seeing oh, that. Oh, it did. Oh, cool. I saw it on a cool. set list of a recent Slayer, you know, with Gary Hart nice. and stuff. Nice, nice. Wow, goes to war. That's awesome. I'd like to also add that I played a, straight, a Slayer tribute show where the main band played nothing but Slayer, and that, they, they had that song in it, too. And I was like, nah, that's, nah, that's awesome. He threw in Ghost to War. That's cool. Well, okay, well, uh, my thoughts on Ghost to War, hell yeah. Probably uh, my favorite on the album. Probably, uh, I think so. Yeah, I'll, I'm putting the stake in the sand, man. This is my favorite song off South of Heaven, Ghost of War, man. That that yeah, the way that shit kicks in, and the, that last part, that I feel ya, bang. I'm halfway. I can't remember the fucking lyrics now. 
I seal your fate. Then it's silent, then it goes back. Dun, 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 dun. Then that drum like... He's Cuban, you know, like me. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, Goes to War, favorite track off the album. Ian? Uh, I love it. This is another uh, great deep cut. Uh, awesome one that uh, Kerry King's talked about. He, he said this is one the fans really, like, begged to be played live. But Kerry doesn't like it. Carrie's not a fan. I don't like Carrie. How do you like that? I hear, I hear you. I, I, I tell you what. I, I met Carrie King, and man, I was, I was really disappointed when really? I met him. I really, I met him, and he was super nice. But, uh, but it, it's one of those things. Like I don't hold him again because anytime you meet any star, they're just like anybody else. You could have met him on a bad day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're tired or whatever. And uh, I met him, and he's just like, I got his autograph and the shit. But he was just like. Yeah, okay, uh, you know, and I was, I was like, oh, thank you for fucking Slayer, you know, never selling out, I'm like, you guys are the fucking best, and he's like, oh, alright, hi, hi, Ian, yeah, I like your podcast, you know, yeah. um, but, uh, yeah, he's not a fan of this song, except for the, the second half, he said he really likes the second half of this song, and would like to tack it on to the end of Chemical Warfare. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. And, and and do like a melody, yeah. But but he kind of said the same thing. He thinks everybody would hate that. Yeah, I would. I would. I want to hear the whole thing. Tack I, on the I, whole know, song it, at the end of Chemical Warfare. That'd be better. Right. Well, I'm I'm the same way. Like, okay, we all know I fucking worship fucking Pantera, but I hate how they do domination and then you know and then stop halfway. I agree. And, and, oh, and do, I, and do I despise Apollo. that. I despise yeah, yeah. That. Play both of those songs in their entirety. I, I'm, I'm not a fucking melody fan. Me neither, me, man. Me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, going to bust my balls. Medley. Medley. Uh, I hate Wasp is one that's notorious for doing this. And Metallica. Like, you, you know, it, it's like, play the song. Yeah, because they did the Injustice. Medley. Yeah. Oh, you know, either play the song or don't fucking play I don't want to hear the middle section of Blackened. I want to hear Blackened. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so... Carrie, you're going to do this fucking, you know, go fucking balls deep, full fucking nine, do it. Uh, great, great fucking song, Ghost of War. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm glad that all of you like that. Makes me very proud. Then we go into one that I think is an overlooked track, and that is Read Between the Lines. And at first, it's one of those, a, a lot of listens, I just kind of considered it filler. And I was like, ah, eh, nothing really stood out. And even today, you know, uh, getting prepared for the review, I listened to this album probably about four times in a row. And the first time, I was like, yeah, it's filler. But then, you know, as I kept listening, I was like, yeah, it's really getting me. I, I like it now. And then I went back and actually read the lyrics. I love the fucking lyrics to this song. I think they're really good. I mean, everybody, you know, it's it's no secret. I'm a, I'm a fucking atheist. I don't believe in any of that shit. And I, I, th- I think this is a great song. talks about the hypocrisy of religion and how much bullshit it is and, you know, just want your fucking money and a way to control people. And the lyrics, I think, convey that awesomely. And and the music is good, too. Uh, Like I said, I I overlooked this song for years and uh, now I've really come back to it. And uh, I really like Read Between the Lies. What do you think, Joe? No, I totally agree with you. You you hit the nail on the head. It, uh, It really, it rocks... It's kind of mid-paced. It's got a lot of groove and um, great lyrics. 
Um, fellow atheist myself. Um, nice. I think as well, the religion thing is one thing, but it, it, it's mainly about the TV evangelists. Yeah. Evangelists, yeah. And I think that also is nowadays as well you get that, that, that with a lot of charities they play on people's guilt to donate money you know you, I don't know if you have it in America but in England every street corner you have these people just hounding people to donate and set up direct debits and stuff like that and and they play on people's guilt they play on people's better side you know and it's the same thing that, that speaks to me through that as well but uh, no awesome song it, um, I don't skip the song, but I don't skip through to play that one only either. I think it just it plays the album along nicely to the next track. But um, no, great song. Yeah, I, I I agree. I do like read between the lines. I mean, it, it is lies. That's what I said. Lies. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I might have said lines. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but you know, my my point is is that. It's a song I can kind of take or leave, but also at the same time, it's like I'm happy it's on there. It's not a song that I would skip. It's like, yeah, it's a cool tune, you know. I mean, especially my favorite part is where he goes, "There is no heaven without a hell." That part rules. Yes. Uh, I also like to say, you know, not to not to feel like, oh, look at me, I'm like counter you guys, but I am not an atheist. I'm a homosexual, but I am a homosexual. <laughs> so, a- so what are you doing later? No, no. Well, here's the problem. I, here's, <laughs> this is a bad problem. I, I admit, I do have a problem with this. I'm a homosexual, but I find men very unattractive, and it really leaves me with a very confused life. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I totally, I, I, I admire the homosexual lifestyle. I mean, I like the music, but I have a low pain threshold. You know? I hate the music. See, that's another part. <laughs> you know, I can't get into Tepeche mode. I'm sorry, but you know, the thing is, and the cure. But or Morrissey, but you know the thing is that uh, guys are really ugly. But I'm gay. What the hell, man? What's wrong with me? I like chicks. The fuck, man? What kind of gay man am I? I'm very confused. You're just as Zeus made you. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, uh, as far okay, I'm gonna. I'm just look. You guys are cut and dry. Hey, I don't believe in God. I'm an atheist. Me, I'm more like. Well, I'm not sure. Maybe there is one. Maybe there's not. I don't know. I don't want to say there is no God because I'm not sure, but I'm also not sure there isn't one. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not as pompous and cocky as you two. Hello. Anyway, so the next song is called... I'm sorry. Oh, by by the way, I'm sorry, Joe. Joe, Joe, I want to say Joe was nice enough not only to have me on his show, but he also had my drummer, Alex Marquez. That's right, Alex. You want to hear hear my impression of Alex Marquez? Hey, what's going on, Joe? What's going on, Joe, bro? Hey, man, thanks for having me on the show, bro. Thank you very much. That's my impression of Alex Marquez, who I love, by the way. And he was uh, there last night playing in that cover band. An amazing drummer. And anybody that, man, I'm telling you, 90% of Slayer Freaks knows my drummer. Yes, he's the drummer in Thrasher Die, Alex Marquez. Used to be in Demolition Hammer and Malevolent Creation and Solstice. Well, he's still in Solstice. And, uh... You know, he's now in Brutality. I don't know if you guys know that band. I, I originally wanted to start a podcast with Alex Marquez, but his ego is even bigger than yours, so no, he turned me down. Actually, that, actually, that's not true. <laughs> actually, that's not true. He always looks at me with a strange face when he's bringing in the drums, and I look at him and go, you don't expect me to help you with that. I'm the singer, bro. <laughs> 
singers don't. You find don't, out you know. drummers, don't you? Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, dude. They complain you know? no one helps them. They complain <laughs> no one helps them, and then you go to help, and they go, "Don't touch that." Yeah, I yeah. Got my own little system. <laughs> I know where everything goes. I love you, Alex Marquez. He is such a great guy, man. He's become me and him have become very close. Like lately, we have become extremely close. But again, it's a damn shame I don't find men attractive because, boy, I would bend him over and take him to Brown Town. But anyway, so let's, let's go to the next song, uh, which is Cleanse the Soul. Is it right? Am I saying this right? Yes, Cleanse, cleanse the, the soul. soul. All right, okay, now this one I can really take or leave. I'm sorry. I feel that this was definitely a filler on here. Uh, but it's not a bad song. But it's definitely not a rough, like, gem, deep cut, whatever. This is, one, this is the one song that after all these years, it's like, yeah, you know, I could live nice and peacefully in my confused homosexuality without this song being on the album. What do you think of uh, Cleanse the Soul, Joe? This is another song that um, Kerry King hates. I don't know if you know. Um, yes. he, he says it's a black mark on Slayer's history. Okay, now I like um, the I song. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I, I quite like it. Um, it's, yeah, probably you could say a bit of filler, but it's good filler. And it's another song that Dave's on fire on. And um, no, I like this track. Oh, so, right. um, yeah, cool. sorry, cool. Kerry, but I wouldn't mind them playing this song live. What do you think, Ian? Uh, well, you know... Between you and Joe, you pretty much, you know, hit everything on this. Yes, uh, Carrie, uh, Carrie King did say it is a black mark on their history. And this is, uh, you know, what we call in the colonies, killer filler, in my opinion. Uh, it. You you mentioned a track earlier, Ralph, you know, you would never go, uh, read between the lies. You said you would never go straight to that track. Uh, this is one I would never go straight to it either. But in, uh, in an album format... I would never skip it either. And I love what you said about uh, Rain and Blood. You know, you said you want to hear all of it. And uh, I hate to invoke uh, Terrence, but, you know, Pink Floyd was like an album band. And I get that. And uh, I think Rain and Blood and South of Heaven and even uh, Cease the Abyss, they're, they're albums that I want to hear every song. Uh, you know, you can't hear one out of context. I totally get that, and that's how I am with this song. Uh, I wouldn't go to it by itself, but if I'm listening to South of Heaven, I want to hear this song. Even though, to me, it is the least, you know, great song on the album. But uh, but but I do like it. It's just not on par with everything else. But then it leads into something that, uh, I don't know how you feel about it, Ralph, but I think is an incredible Judas Priest cover, and that is Dissident Aggressor. Uh, the Judas Priest song off of Sin After Sin. I think Slayer does an amazing job on this. Great, great fucking... I mean, great song alone, but I think Slayer does an amazing cover. It's the shortest song on the album. Uh, and... But man, they just... To me, they get the spirit of the song, but they put Slayer. You know, Slayer has a stamp all over it. I love Dissident Aggressor. What you got to say, Ralph? Uh, you and the rest of the planet feels the same way. I hate it. How can you hate this? I don't because I'm really. So, you know, because to me, that song 
it's Rob Hoffer shines on that song and KK Downing and the original Sin After Sin version. I love it. I love what Judas did. I, 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 I do too. And I like, hate I hate how Slayer does it. I just I think the really? thing that really like bothers me about it, not really that much musically, is that Tom's voice doesn't really matter. For me, I know I'm alone on this one. I really do. But I really do feel like Tom's voice is not suited for this song or any Judas Priest song where Rob Hoffer did sides because I'm just so used to it. you got to remember, I've been listening to Descendant Aggressor for like a good, uh, what's this, 88? Yeah, a good eight, to, yeah, I would say eight to seven years. I think I got Sin After Sin like around 80, 81. I've been, and it was always my favorite track off that album. And it's like, you know, I, I just love the hell out of it. And then to hear Slayer do it, which I was excited they were doing it. I was like, wow, they picked this killer deep track and it's Slayer and it's going to rule. But I felt like, I don't know, man, vocal wise, it just left me, you know, kind of cold kind of like oh they should i think they shouldn't have done this man they should have done maybe uh wow it's hard for me to think of what island of domination no maybe even that one's not good uh but you know a different pre-song i know carrie king's a huge huge judas priest fan and uh i'm sure there's a song here and there in the early days where it doesn't really show rob halford's incredible vocal stylings that tom could have probably did a better job on but Boulder Dash. I, I really don't. I actually, I don't like any Slayer cover except for Indigata DeVito. I mean, I'd have to think about that. Maybe there is a song or two on uh, the punk rock album that's okay. Mr. Freeze, I thought was all right. But, um. Oh, Richard Huggum, so. Yeah, I that, love that, that, one. that was good. That was good. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not a big fan of this version. Uh, Joe? I'm kind of in the middle of you, so um, I can take or leave it. I. Uh, I heard what? this. Ver- I heard this version first, and um, I do prefer Judas Priest version. Wow! You see, um, now that's interesting. You say that because most people that listen to like a cover version, including myself, and then go back and listen to original, you're like, "Oh man, I like the cover more." But that's interesting. You say that, Joe. Oh, Joe, I- I'll let you finish what you think. Now, let me ask Ian, which is the better version, Slayers or Priest? Oh. Uh, um- you're taking too long to answer this, dude. Yeah, no, I, 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 I love Priest, but you know what's funny? Like, no, no, he already said but. I don't want to hear the rest of your shit. Okay, All right, okay, fin- finish, Joe. <laughs> um, where, where was I? Yeah, I prefer how Priest is slightly slower and it's got a bit more groove to it. But um, what are you laughing at? I'm sorry. The thing is, <laughs> Joe, and I'm looking at Ian, and after I told him to shut up, he looks a little sad over there. He just looks a little like, oh, God damn it, man. Nobody cares. <laughs> I, I, I had a good point. I just I'm sorry, man. Now you're making me feel bad, Ian. I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead. What do you mean after Buddy, Ian? I'm sorry. Now you're making me feel bad. But what? But what, Ian? Go ahead. Uh, well, uh, I was. <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, the first version of Walk This Way I heard was the Run DMC Aerosmith version. And I remember when I heard the original um, Walk This Way by Aerosmith, I was like, ooh, this sucks. Oh, this, boy. Is, this isn't as good as Run DMC. But then, like, later on, I realized I was wrong. But uh, well, I don't know. I, I, I love both these. I don't know where I'm going with that. I was yeah, just sad. All I could say off. is Ian looked like, you know, what a kid looks like <laughs> when they sent him to the corner. 
<laughs> he had that face of a kid in the corner. Go look, go stand in the corner. <laughs> he had that face. I was like, oh. Reminds me, you did that to Terrence. You did that to Terrence in the Queen episode, and that was the best. I forget what song it was. I think it was "Don't Try Suicide," right? <laughs> it it might have been where like you, I I bashed it, and then you started like, oh, the beginning of this song is great, and you see the smile on his face. And then, like, then you start bashing it. And then all of a sudden he turned into, like, Colonel Kurtz in fucking Apocalypse Now. He's just like, oh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Well, Joe, I'm sorry to cut you off. It was, that was just too funny. Go ahead. Finish finish your thoughts on Descent Aggressor. I can't remember. <laughs> well, I'll just so, start from the beginning. Basically, co- with, with covers, I think with covers, you either enjoy them or you ignore them. Um Oh, uh, Joe. It's not we, bad. Joe, we're losing you. We're losing you. Can you speak up again? Was that the cop car? There you go. Uh, I think that that cop car is in my neighborhood now. Yeah, it's a constable. And they're still the coming for Ian, even down here. Hello. We're coming for that kid in the corner. <laughs> go I mean, ahead, Joe. They make it their own. They pull it off. And, um, yeah, covers, I think, are to be enjoyed or ignored. And, um... Uh, at least, uh, what I will say, at least they put it towards the end of the album. Do you remember when Armored Saint covered Saturday Night Special? Oh, Lord. Yeah, and I love and I love that album. And I love Armored it's Saint, a, but that was like, oh. Yeah, but why put it as the second track? Yeah. If they put it as, like, second from last track, it, you'd probably like it a bit more. That's you know they what I mean? because they were on a really stupid label, Chrysalis, that did not know how to run them. And it was their yeah. idea. It was their idea to, for them to cover that. But um, yeah, it, it's 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 the second from last track. It, it's not harming anyone, is it? That's the way I see it. It's um, yeah, in, I I could take or leave it. Well, okay, um, Joe. And as I predicted, this this last track is is the other favorite of yours, isn't it? It's like you just read my mind. That's <laughs> right, man. I'm a um, kid no. with the cross the pond. <laughs> so tell us what you feel about oh, spill the blood, God, dude. Man. Um, no, I like. I really like the. Um, this is the first time I believe. In fact, no, it might. Uh, they use an acoustic guitar or a clean guitar. Yes. Yes. Um, what was the first one? Was it? Was it in the EP? Oh no no no! I think this is the first one. Yeah, I, I think this is the first. Okay, but no, a, a really cool atmospheric track. Um, during the solo, I love those last three notes where he goes really sort of melodic. But um, no, it's, it's got that great groove to it as well. But it's, it's a dark song, a slow, sort of grindy song. Uh, I think it's a really good closer to a really good album. Yeah, I, I would agree. This song, uh, Spill the Blood, is probably my second favorite, believe it. And it's so. And this, yeah, the first time I heard it, I was like, what the hell is that, man? How the hell are you going to so- close a Slayer song with something that slow? It was weird, but now in retrospect, looking back... I think they had tried to attempt this again with uh, one of Ian's favorite seasons in the Abyss title track. But I love it. Hey, Season of the Abyss is not a bad track, but compared to Spill the Blood, I'm sorry, no. It doesn't hold a candle to Spill Spill the Blood because Spill the Blood is like, you know, it's it's got that mid pace that, you know, with these killer verses that I love and, uh, you know, you spill the blood. It's just so new for Slayer and it's like, you know, it's them taking a chance, and um, and I think they succeeded. It just took me a few listens to realize that. 
And yes, they did play this live. And I think they did this also reappeared on a set list recently as, as well. I'm pretty sure I saw really? Spill of Blood. Yes. Wow. I'm pretty sure I saw Spill of Blood on that tour I was talking about where they played, um, uh, what song was it? Uh, uh, Ghost of War. Ghost of War, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, a Ghost of War, Spill of Blood, for me, are the favorite songs on this album. But as you heard me say, the songs that I do love, you know, that I do love. Uh, as almost as much because it's you know Slayer man fucking 80s Slayer fucking love that shit Uh, Ian Spill the Blood love Spill the Blood Uh, you know Joe brought up the acoustic guitars uh, which man I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall just to see fucking Carrie and Jeff play acoustic guitars I I don't know if they both did but it would just be funny because I cannot picture either one of these guys with like like a Martin twelve string acoustic, <laughs> you know, uh, but man, it sounds great, and and what a way to close the album, uh, you know. Again, to me as a whole, it's an amazing, amazing album. Uh, that man, I wish I would have bought it right when it first came out, but uh, probably my my best South of Heaven story, and I'll have to end it on this is uh, the first real fight I ever got into uh, was with this kid, Tim Supernaut. And I I was wearing... My dad had a South of Heaven t-shirt that he bought just to wear at Halloween because he thought it matched his (laughs) Halloween. My my dad didn't know Slayer. Yeah, my dad didn't know Slayer from nothing. But he, he, he went into Chicago Records, which is the record store I grew up in, uh, went to every week. And he saw the South of Heaven T-shirt. He's like, "That's awesome. That's gonna go." He had like a like almost like like a Toxic Avenger mask that he made. It was like a it was a Halloween mask, and then he put like candle wax and all this shit on top of it. He goes, "This Slayer shirt is gonna go perfect." So I actually, before I was in Slayer, I still thought it was a cool shirt, and I stole it from my dad. I was like, I knew I was going out that night. I'm like, I'm gonna wear my dad's Slayer shirt. And so I get into a fight with this kid. I'm nervous because it's my first fight. And we start fight, and then he grabs on to my dad's Slayer shirt and rips it. Oh. And then I lost my fucking shit. Because now I'm more scared of my dad than anybody. Like, my dad's Slayer shirt got ripped. Like, I thought I was gonna just going to take it and then put it back in his drawer and he'd never notice. He ripped the shirt. I came back with a haymaker. This shit was like straight out like like rocky, like slow motion, like uh oh my god, I came with a left out of nowhere, broke this fucker's nose, shattered it, knocked him down to his fucking knees, and uh, you know, because he ripped my dad's slayer shirt. <laughs> you know. Wow. And that that uh and kudos to to my dearly departed pops for having a slayer south of heaven shirt. That is an amazing story, and I, <laughs> I mean I've never heard like about a guy that wasn't into Slayer. Walked in, saw the South of Heaven album cover on a shirt, and said, "What a cool Halloween shirt!" <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that's that, awesome. That, I that love was that. my. That was my. He said almost everything I listened to. He said sounds like bad Uriah Heap to me. Right. He didn't. Get, he didn't get a lot of my metal, but he saw the cover of South of Heaven. He's like, "That's evil. I like that shit." <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I commend him for that. Well, I mean. Uh, 
Uh, that concludes our review. Um, we are going to go into pick of the week, but before we do go into pick of the week, um, I really don't have anything closing to say about South of Heaven. I pretty much, I think I said my closing in the beginning. But uh, Joe, do you have anything uh, to close with uh, your thoughts on South of Heaven? Um, I think it's aged very well. Um, like I say, it's, it's part of a, uh, to me, the classic trilogy, being Rain in Blood, South of Heaven, and Seasons of the Abyss. Um, do you guys want to talk about the rest of the catalogue? Uh, well, okay, uh, that's something I didn't touch upon. I mean, we're, let's do a, a quick quick uh, synopsis, as you say, on Slayer. Okay. To me, it's all about the, the, the 80s and Seasons. Once this guy left, I know a lot of people love Divine Intervention. That's when they finally lost me. Yeah, Ditto Head, and uh, I think there was another one on there I liked. Three, three, the, the, the Room Number, what was that one? Yeah, 313. I thought that was a good song. Oh. Serenity of Murder? You didn't like Serenity, Serenity of Murder was okay. It was oh. all right. I mean, oh. no, no, it wasn't bad. No, that was another one that, that, that I would say, you know. But come on, most of it to me, it was like, hey, look, let's try to be the Ramones and just be repeat ourselves as Slayer. I know I'm not popular saying that. Then after that was the, the disgraceful Diablos and Musica. Well, actually the covers album, which, you know, it's, it doesn't really count. It's not a Slayer album. Which, by the way, I also want to add, that covers album, what was it called? Undisputed a- Aggression, I think? Atti- attitude. Yeah. attitude. I saw, check this shit out, I saw a private party for that album where Slayer played a little billiard and it was with John DT, is that his name? John Daddy or whatever yeah. on drums. They played South Beach. Nobody how, knew. Nobody how knew. Was he? How was he? How was good? He was good. And they played a little tiny stage. I have it on video because my buddy went in and, and bootlegged it. There's a part where a guy got on stage and Tom Mariah kicked him in the head. Um, <laughs> that's the night I met Kerry King. Uh, the rest of Slayer, uh, you know. Jeff, uh, Tom, and John, they went in the van and wouldn't come out. Where Carrie hung out with everybody, and he was very cool. So, you know, that, that's one thing I get him. So I never met the rest of the guys at Slayer. But I did see that show, and, and Rick Rubin was there, too. And, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And of all places, South Beach. And the only reason I found out about it was this radio station, which I ended up being a part of, this radio show, was giving away tickets for that. You know, so it was only like the metal, the, the underground metalheads knew about this. And it was like a Wednesday night or something. And I still have that, you know, the, it, it, it's like the American uh, record label, whatever it was. Uh, whatever label they were on at the time it was an American yeah. flag. Death, Death American. Death American, okay. So, yeah, I saw that. Diablos and music, I felt, was like, oh, my God, can they get any worse than this? And obviously they didn't because uh, I thought God hates us all. Was an improvement, but uh, the song I love off "God Hates Them All" is something that nobody talks about. Is "Payback." I thought that song was awesome. That's probably a good my song. Fa- probably my favorite Slayer song after, you know. And then "Christ Illusion," Dave and Lombardo came back, and I was like, uh, "Jihad was cool." But I was yeah, like, oh, I love Jihad. Yeah, I thought that was cool, but I was like, uh, I, you know, you, you know, like "Eyes of Insane." I gotta listen to it again. All I know is that's the you know, it's just Slayer just does nothing for me. And I actually went out and bought all these records, by the way. It's not like I, I listened to it secondhand. Because Slayer is one of those bands I keep taking chances on. Then the last one, World Painted Blood, I was like, okay, I'm done. Really? Yeah, okay. I'm done. I'm done. And uh, Which, by the way, I got the special edition with a, with a, a DVD. 
Yeah, I got that too. What the hell with is the up with South. that DVD? With Jeez. the horror film that looks like South Park. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, hor- yeah. even worse than South Park. <laughs> South Park, I like that. It's oh, even funny. worse than South Park. It's like, what the hell am I watching, man? What is this crap? <laughs> but, you know, it's like, I, whatever. I, I have lots of uh, arguments with people that swear that World Paint of Blood is great. And, you know, and my drummer uh, for combat, the combat drummer, actually thinks Slayer never made a bad album, and he thinks... Diablos is awesome, and I'm like, oh, well. I agree, I agree. Well, you know, I mean, people love Slayer, man, and, you know, I, let me tell you something, I'm one of the old guard, man, I was there before Haunting the Chapel came out, so maybe that's why I'm not as open-minded as you guys, because you came in later in the game, and I didn't, you know, I'm like more of a purist, that I just stick with the old stuff, unless you're Motorhead, you know, I'm gonna stick to the old stuff, because Motorhead's one of those bands that Keeps making albums I love. You know, now and then they take a left turn like Snake Bite Love. But I love Snake Bite Love. Oh, I don't. I, I love the song Snake Bite Love. I thought that album was horrible. But the, everything else Mount Motor has done has fucking been great. You know, in later years. Uh, and Saxon, too. Saxon, Saxon's released some really good albums uh, in the later. Some, some, some of their best. I've yeah, been. yeah. Metalhead's a great album. Killing Ground. Anyway, uh... So yeah, that's pretty much my thought on Slayer. What All do you right. think of the Slayer discography? And uh, man, I I love it all. I, I love it all. I love uh, Show No Mercy. Love it, love it. I, it's so different and so raw. Uh, incredible. Um, you know, I love Haunting Chapel. Hell awaits. Funny enough, that was the album that took me the longest to get into. For the longest time, it's like there's just something about that. Like, eh, but now I love it. Um, I love Live on Dead. Love Rain and Blood. It's so funny how much I hated Rain and Blood when I first heard it, but now I just I'm the same as you. I, I want to hear the whole all 28 minutes. <laughs> you know, I want to hear all at once. Love South of Heaven. Uh, Season of the Abyss. Very very special spot for me because that's what really got me into Slayer uh, Divine Intervention was another one that took a while I think uh, I think on Divine Intervention they were trying too hard to do Rain and Blood Part 2 and it was just like heavy heaviness for heaviness sake and some of the songs suffered but I still like it there's a lot I like on there uh, Diabolus and Musica I fucking love it I, I really do. They changed it. There's some, you know, down-tuned guitars and everything. But I really dig it. God Hates Us All. I love God Hates Us All. Uh, Christ Illusion. Uh, man, I was just listening to that before, because I listened to uh, South of Heaven like four times in a row before we did the review, and then I put on Christ Illusion. And man, I really like that. I mean, I wanted a little bit. You know, you're expecting the return of Dave Lombardo. You want a little bit more, but it's still a solid album. And World, <laughs> World Pain and Blood, I, I really like. Uh, it's kind of like ACDC, where like I, where they, uh, where ACDC, in my opinion, peaked with uh, uh, for those about to. Okay. No, no, for those about to rock. I, I, I think Barry's flicking the switch. But that, that was like the last like classic album. I think the last classic Slayer album was 
Season of the Abyss. But I like the ones that came after. I just don't like them as much. But I, I think they're still valid. I think I, I think they're still great albums. I would love another game changer from Slayer. Uh, I, I I want another Seasons in the Abyss. You know, I I don't know if we're gonna get it. I don't know how much involvement they're really letting Gary Holt have. I think the best thing they could do at this point is let Gary Holt get Barry involved in the writing of the next album because I, I'm really I really love uh, Gary Holt and Exodus. And I think his guitar playing, man, he could really add a lot to it. But how much freedom that they gave him, and you know, you never know what plays into that shit. They might not let him write that much because then they got to pay Gary Holt a little bit more. You know, you got to keep that shit in mind because that's why fucking Lombardo's not there. It had to do with what they were paying him and all this shit. So, you know, all that shit comes into play. But for the sake of the music, I would hope they would let. Gary Holt be more part of it, but uh, you know, I, I like the song Implode, uh, the one they previewed, it's not the best Slayer song I ever heard, but it's a good Slayer song. Gary Holt said it's his least, he said it's like his tattoo. You know, he's like, oh, it's an alright song, but the rest are so much better. I hope he's right. I hope it's a great album. I mean, for the sake of Jeff Hanneman's legacy uh, and Slayer's legacy, I hope if this is the last album, they go out on a high note. But regardless, I know I'll love it. Uh, Joe, you want to sum up what you think of uh, Slayer? Uh, yeah, Ian, what you were just saying about Dave not being in the band anymore and it being about money and everything. Uh, there's two really good books by a guy called D.X. Ferris, where he wrote a book just about raining blood. And then um, as an expansion of that, he did a biography of Slayer. And... Uh, um, he was basically finished when Jeff died, so the publishing company gave him another six months to like catch up with everything. I highly recommend you read those books, and it goes right into detail about what happens. With I'd that. like to check that out. So uh, yeah, yeah I, I recommend them. Um, I see something on the internet actually recently, and I wanted to talk to you guys about it. And it makes me wonder: Are people burnt out on Slayer at all? Because it was. It's like the top 10 greatest thrash albums of all time. Some metal website, and this was their list. And they put Rain in... It's always been a race, isn't it, between Master of Puppets and Rain in Blood. Yeah. Well, this put Rain in Blood to number two, and Creator's Pleasure to Kill at number one. Now, not, not taking anything away from that album, but come on. Oh, yeah. Um, what do you I think, Ralph? Um, believe it or not, no, I don't agree with that, but I do, uh, all right, look, um, I do think that, uh, I do, oh, I'm sorry, I got a little distracted here, I do think that, uh, Rain and Blood is, like, you know, the greatest thrash album, this and that, it's not my favorite Slayer album, but as far as, like, you know, thrash, yeah, man, I'd have to say, you know, it's more thrash than, uh, Show No Mercy, and, you know, I mean, more... yeah, but there's the best and there's your favorite, isn't there? Like yeah, my okay, favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you're right. It's hard. It's it's hard for me to say that though, because most of the time the best is my favorite. But in this case, it's an exception. I would say uh, my favorite is, like I said earlier, it's it's either Haunting the Chapel or Show No Mercy. It might be Hell Awaits again. Those three have been my favorites at one point or another. 
Rain and Blood has never been my favorite Slayer album, though I think it's like perfection. One thing I it forgot is. to mention, and this is something funny about Rain and Blood, I used to have it on cassette, and I, and on cassette it was like the whole album on one side, yeah, and the whole album on the second side, which is probably why the reason why you know I have to listen to it. But you know what I did back in the day? I erased side two and I put Live and Dead, and it fit perfectly. So I, you know, I put in. I'd put in uh, Rain of Blood, flip it over, and listen to Live and Dead. You know, it was, it was nice. Yeah, I, you know, anybody that has it on cassette, do that. It fits perfectly. But as you were saying, they say some. What, what was it again, Joe? I was a little uh, distracted, but you said something to the effect that somebody said Pleasure to Kill was better than Rain of Blood as far Basically, as like the yeah, best the, trash album. No, but I do it, put it, one above it. What's that? This is going to come as a surprise to some, but uh, most people that are really into the thrash would understand when I say this. I think, and it's... Thrash or die. Huh? No, not thrash or die. (laughs) No, not thrash or die. I'm not that pompous. I mean, I'm pompous. I'm awesome. I'm better than them as singers, but... No, I'm just kidding. But, look, um, it's hard for me to say it's better than Rain of Blood because that's kind of blasphemy, but right there, man. I think it's a dead tie. Is Darkness Descends by Dark Angel. I think that album is so fucking pummeling, and it's another album I gotta listen to from beginning to end. I put that up there with Rain and Blood as the greatest thrash albums of all time, and uh, Eternal Nightmare from Violence is just a little bit under it, you know? Those three, to me, are like the holy trinity of thrash metal, where only one is, like, considered by the masses as, you know, the best aware. The other two, I know a lot of people would agree with me actually about Dark Angel believe it or not but or or if they don't agree they'd be like yeah but it is a pummeling fucking album but Pleasure oh. to Kill man man I'm, I'm more into Endless Pain to tell you the truth I like Endless Pain more but I love Pleasure to Kill I love I love Creator man they're awesome but, I love Creator yeah nah. uh, so, I think uh, my mic must I think my mic must have cut out because I said Darkness Descends as well a minute ago Oh. I said that was my favorite, too. Oh, okay. Maybe you did say it. I got really distracted here for a second. So maybe that... Oh, well, I, there you go, Joe. There I you go. You say Cheers, that. man. Cheers, yeah. bro. See that? And look at Ian. Look at his face going, I, I don't know that record. I, 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 I like Night Songs. <laughs> night, night Songs is a good thrash. I think you need to listen to Darkness Ascends. Uh, uh, I, I love it. I love it. It's good shit. Gene Hoagland, bro. Oh, Gene Hoagland, the fucking automatic clock. I mean, he's he's the drummer on that. Well, you know, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gene Hoagland's fucking amazing. They call I'm, Dark Angel caffeine metal. <laughs> and I, I'm so glad he's in Testament now because I love Testament. And uh, man, he he's just fucking amazing. Oh, amazing yeah, drummer. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he rules, and so does that album. I highly recommend. I ain't going to make that pick of the week because I got this pick. I'm going to make that a future pick of the week, actually. I got a pick of the week. All right. Week. Well, well, you know what? We've done all this. Let's go into pick of the week. All right. Bro. I want to be Let's... the last person to bring up my pick of the week this week, if you don't mind. All right. Well, well, Joe, you are a special guest. So, Joe, give us your pick of the week. Right. I think you're going to like this one. Um, I picked this CD up a couple of weeks ago, and I'm listening to it. Um, it's kind of like a dark testament. The band are called Demonica, and the album's called Demonstrous. Never heard of them. And this band, right, this band's got um, Hank Hernandez from Merciful Fate and and, uh, Craig from Forbidden, both on guitar. Sorry, Hank 
Yeah, I was about to say Hank Hernandez. Hank Sherman, the merciful fate. I was like, who the hell is Hank Hernandez? Hey, wait, Hank Hernandez, isn't that King Diamond's like, 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 uh, he mows Hank, uh, he's his gardener (laughs) or something? That's racist. (laughs) That's why it's Hey, no, no, I'm Hispanic. I'm allowed to say that. (laughs) Hey, my dad was actually. Hank Sherman uh, on guitar. Yeah, Hank Sherman. And Craig from Forbidden on guitar. And Mark Hernandez on drums, and he was in Testament. And he Haven. also he also mowed lawns. <laughs> oh, and he mows lawns for King Diamonds, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, let me tell you something. If Hank Sherman's on it. I gotta hear it. What's the name of the band again? Demonica. All right, killer man. What, what else? You have anything else to say about that record? Um, like it's like a if, imagine a mod like Gathering Era Testament. Slightly bit more darker because Hank's on it. Let me tell you uh, something, man. To me, Testament, my favorite is The Legacy and The Gathering. Those uh, two are my favorite right, Testament yeah. albums. Gathering, what, way underrated. Wow, what an album. With Dave Lombardo, by the way. Yes, yes. When I met Dave Lombardo, I uh, got him to sign The Gathering, and uh, he was like, oh, wow, you, this album's great. This is one of my favorite albums. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. What a, what an amazing, amazing album. Yeah, yeah. Great when, musicians when I, on that. When I met Dave Lombardo, I asked him to sign my copy of Cinderella Night Songs. Oh, wow. He's like, he's like I didn't even play on this. I was like, I know, but it's a great album. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ian. Well, so what's your pick of the week, man? All right. My pick of the week is in my top ten albums of all time. And I th- this is a left curve. For, for this show and for listeners of the show but I don't care I think this, this is one of the greatest albums ever recorded and that is The Stooges Funhouse I okay. fucking, I fucking love this album oh, oh my god Down on the Street Loose TBI Dirt I mean oh my god 1970 Funhouse and LA Blues uh, dirty dirty fucking gritty rock and roll prototype punk I'm a huge, huge Iggy Pop fan and uh, love the Stooges and to me uh, it doesn't get much better than this Funhouse people need to check this shit out if you have no idea fucking you know go on YouTube Google do whatever check out the fucking Stooges and check out their second LP Funhouse absolutely amazing very cool. What you got? Very cool. All right. I have something that's hot off the press, a brand new band. And since, you know, I figured, you know, our listeners are more into the rock and metal stuff. But I'm sure there's some people that listen to this episode this week, since it is Slayer, may be a little more into death metal, let's say. And I would like, and I, let me tell you something, I'm no authority on death metal, okay? I am the old school, the old guard. I love when death metal came to be with Possessed, you know, Death and Cannibal Corpse and Obituary, one of my favorites, and Morbid Angel, my favorite. Like, you know, the first four Morbid Angel albums, I love, you know. No, no, Formulas of the Flesh was awesome, too. They're they're just great. I mean, it's that old... See, the thing I liked about Death Metal a lot was what they overuse now, something called the Blast Beat. I love... The blast beat back in the early days when it just would show up here and there. It was special. Now you have bands like Nile that's so pummeling that, you know, I, I need I need to catch my breath after they're done with a song, you know. 
Well, now there's a brand new band that harkens back to the old school death metal that it's an EP that I'm telling you, man, when I put it in my car for the first time, I listened to it three times in a row. I mean, I would have listened to it more, but I got home. It's a band called Corodia. Now, let me spell it out for you guys. You guys got to check this shit out. If you like the heavy, old-school death metal, you must check out the band. It's spelled like this. Look them up on Facebook, Adam, and you need to get this record. It's awesome if you love the old-school death metal. It's K-O-R-O-I-D-I-A, and the album's called Wrath Abomination. I love this album so much that I've been playing it every single day since I've owned it, and I've had it for... What's today, Saturday? Oh, I've had it for seven days, exactly. I've had it for a full week, and for this whole week, I've listened to it every day, including the first time was three times. And if you guys don't mind, you mind if I play a song from this album? Go for it. Go for it, because I I was thinking of ordering that, actually. Oh, really? Um, So you've heard of that? It quite a bit to ship it to England. Yeah, Yeah, because Alex has been banging on about them for ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe me, we love Corodia. Um, yeah, I, every song on here rules, but my favorite song is the first song. And if you're listening now, I, I don't want to play like the whole thing because it starts like what you're hearing now in the background. It's kind of like uh, has to do with Medusa and uh, you know Clash of the Titans, that old school movie with Medusa and stuff. Yeah. And now it's about to kick in because I timed this shit perfectly. You know, I, I add music later. And notice when it kicks in, you still hear the rattle of Medusa during this doomy riff. This is by this is a such a killer song. My favorite track off the album, but every track on the album rules. Actually, initially my favorite track is the last one called As Vultures Descend, which is oh, oh my god, it's awesome. But this is my favorite. This one's called The Gorgon.
All right, that was Corodia with the Gorgon. So, uh, all right, let's close out this thing, man, because uh, I got all things right. to do. But, hey, man, it's been a great episode. I want to thank you, Joe, for being part of it, man. Thanks so much for having us on, guys. It's been brilliant. Thanks hey, a lot. Really thank you, man. Hey, look, I keep my word. When you had me on your show, I said, we're going to have you on my show. And Ian's like, no, I don't want that Joe guy. I go, no, fuck you. <laughs> That's, that's a lie. That's a lie, Joe. That's a lie. I know. I'm lying. All right. Well, hey, hold on now, because we got a long way to go and a short time to get there. We got to go to fan of the week. And fan of the week this week is going to Paul, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Wozniak. No, Paul Wozniak. Is that Polish? Anyway, Paul Wozniak. Uh, man, he's contributed a lot to the Facebook page. He left an awesome iTunes review. And uh, just what I love out of all our, our fans and listeners, uh, get involved. And, and that's exactly what he did. He posts all kinds of great shit on our Facebook page. He left an awesome iTunes review. And it just seems like an all-around good dude. And that's why Paul Wozniak, if I'm pronouncing that right, you are fan of the week. All right, Paul. Hey, um, but, go ahead, Ian. I'm sorry. But now... We have to announce the contest winner. Oh, go for it. Yes, yes. We, we we put up, we had a contest where you go on the iTunes page, you leave a review. Whoever leaves the best, most creative review, uh, you get to be a guest uh, host, just like Joe, just like fucking Bill Wang, just like many other guests that we've had on the show. And, uh, you know, Ralph... Ralph, you know, he, he pawns all this shit off on me because he's so busy, he has no time for all the other shit. But I picked this winner because not only was it a great review, but it was so good it actually caught Ralph's attention too. And that would be to my friend, I know this sounds stacked, but even Ralph chimed in so this was a great review. Ohm Ingram, you are the winner that gets the guests on the show. All right, Ohm. Oh, 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 left the iTunes review where he said he came, he came downstairs and saw you and oh, me. Oh, yes, I remember that one. Yeah, I love that one. That was great. Sitting at the table while his mom was making us breakfast, and he said, I told him that we are your daddies now. He said, <laughs> fuck, fuck you guys, fuck this show, five stars. Awesome. And I, I, I love I love that because he gets the humor. And he gets the, uh, you know, everything. And, it kind of hit part. And you don't know this, but he also gets to bang our moms. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's another grand prize winner. But, Ohm, I, I want to thank you. That was a great review. But I want to thank everybody who left the review. Because uh, I appreciate it. Because a lot of people were having problems leaving reviews. Uh, what we found out it was is apparently you can't cuss. Uh, no curse words in the iTunes review. So if you go to leave one, uh, you know, you can do a little asterisk, asterisk if it's a curse word. Their rules, not mine. Uh, you know, there was actually one review that I read that would have won, but it didn't get posted on iTunes. And uh, Rope Halto, I love you, brother. That was a fantastic review, but unfortunately it did not get posted on iTunes. So if I'm going to be technical here, I got to go by ones that were posted on iTunes. And Omingren won this motherfucker. Uh, I can't wait to have him on an episode. 
Uh, so much fun. And I want to thank all of you who left reviews. Seriously. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I want to add that I read every single review on the iTunes. And every single one I give five stars to. And there's not one review that I read that did not make me want to go outside and punch a baby in the back of the head. I loved it so much. You guys got me so fired up. I love all these positive reviews we're getting. Uh, they're, to me, they're all fucking winners. That's uh, what I think. Yes, yes. Uh, awesome. We, we thank you all. And you know what? This show's going to go on for a long time. So there's a good chance anybody who left a review, you know, we might call on you one week. Say, hey, you want a guest? You know, you got a mic? You want to get on Skype? You got something to say? Uh, I, think, love- I think a great way to get on the show is join our Facebook page and show us your personality. And if you're wacky enough and we like you enough, you're going to be on our show, man. So join us, oh. man. Join us on the Facebook page. Oh, man. And the Facebook page has taken off. Like oh, my God. Oh, can I mention what I did the other day? Look, I want to apologize. I spent, like, all day... Br- bringing up that Lenny Kravitz sucks and Prince sucks. And that's all, you know, I would make posts like this and people would go, either people would go apeshit or someone would like go, fuck yeah, Ralph, they do suck. But uh, you guys got to understand, being a homosexual that finds men unattractive, we have our days. We get pissed and we get mad at the world and I want to take it out on even the people that like our show. And, you know, you know, I look at Lenny Kravitz and it's like, you know, this guy's supposed to be a sexy guy, but he's a guy and I'm not attracted to him and I'm gay. So I end up fucking getting, taking it out on everybody else. I'm sorry. You even had a pop of Bruce Springsteen. I mean, what was that all about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They're, they're, no, no. I don't apologize for that shit. Fuck, fuck Bruce Springsteen. You like even, Bruce I'm Springsteen, English, and even I like Bruce. Yeah, and I'm English. I thought all Americans like Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> oh, no, no. You thought wrong, man. I, I can't stand that guy. I'm I, an American. <laughs> I love Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I don't, man. He can Come go on, kiss Ralph. my ass. At least grant us darkness on the edge of town. At least oh, oh darkness on the edge of town is a great album. It's, come on. Oh, Adam raised a cane. I, I ask any of our listeners, it, even if you hate Bruce Springsteen, go on YouTube, look at Adam raised a cane. Great fucking heavy track. No, I won't. Um, okay, bye. Wow. Fuck you. Fuck you both. <laughs> Andy's wrote. Yes, great songs. Ian, we've all been there. We've all been to Candy's room. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Candy is Ralph's mom's stripper name. (laughs) Hey, I thought it was Envy. Make up your mind. Oh, oh, God. Your your, your mother. One cunt, many names. Uh, Uh, But you know, you know, I gotta gotta admit. (laughs) Now that I think about it, yeah, Bruce Springsteen is hot. (laughs) <laughs> Look, I, I finally oh, found a guy oh that I my, like. Oh, my God. His ass on the cover of, of Born in the USA? That's I, just tight. Yeah, I was just playing. We just got Ian out of the closet, though. I, was like, <laughs> I tricked him there, boy. Yeah, the truth comes Damn out. It. We need Damn more it. of that speckle. What is it? Speckle ale? What the hell was that? Speckle, speckle hen? <laughs> speckle hen. <laughs> this the show, by the way, has hen. been sponsored. <laughs> this show has been sponsored by speckle hen. Yeah, old Specklehead. <coughs> Have awesome. a Again, old Joe, I can't thank you enough, man. It'll change um, your life. Give me a, get, uh, do me a favor, Joe. Get get on the ground and kiss it for me because you guys <laughs> you guys brought metal, man. You guys invented this shit. And also, the, I love the Beatles, man. So you guys got the Beatles and kiss that floor that Bruce Springsteen didn't fucking start over there. You know, <laughs> hey, you guys rule, bro. Love it. I love it. Hey, so I, I love England, man. I, I'm, I'm a huge Anglophile. 
Uh, I'm, you know, not as much as Terrence. Uh, and I'm no fan of taxation without representation. But I love you guys. And, uh, and Joe, right now, if you could tell our good listeners about your radio show. Yeah, go for it. Give us a plug. I, have, I, I co-host an um, internet radio show called The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. I uh, also do reviews for musictrespass.com and brutalism.com, which obviously concentrates a bit more on the extreme side of things. But uh, guys, you've got to get Gully on here. You'll love him. And, uh, uh, is he, Gully his on our page? Is 70s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gully, Gully's a great... I talk to Gully all yeah, the time. Gully's on our page, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I remember uh, when uh, certain somebody was attacking me. Oh, Gully came to my defense, man. Thank you, Gully. Yeah, I get, uh, by the way, go join our page, man. I get attacked, too, there. It's awesome. <laughs> Nobody attacks Ian. Ian. Everybody loves Ian. You know why everybody loves Ian? Because there's not a post Ian has seen that he has not liked. I, that I guy likes every, everything. I, man, one I, time I wrote something in Spanish, and he didn't know what the fuck I was talking about, and he still liked it. But it, it seems sincere. You know? <laughs> I don't know what you said. This guy likes One time I put up a, like, a, a video of the Elder, and he liked it. I was like, what the, what the hell are you liking this for? I know, I, and I hate the fucking Elder. I just love attention. Yeah, he and just I, likes like. He likes that like button a little too I, much. I, I, I love everything, and I, I love our fans, I love our listeners, uh, and man, the Facebook page, uh, we've had probably uh, our slowest week on uh, on the podcast. A lot of people, uh, the Van Halen episode, No did, shit, uh, really? Oh yeah. The, I got Van, so much positive feedback from the people though, that hurt. Well, 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 the Van Halen episode did good, but we didn't garner new listeners and I think that's what it was like the numbers were good on the Van Halen but overall man it was way down and that's where we need new listeners so if you're listening to this tell your friends about this shit and, and, and Joe I'm giving you a challenge here I want to become bigger in the UK because we love the UK and and we love everything you guys have brought to metal Joe spread the word tell them about this show because right now Italy likes our show more than the UK. No. And that yeah. I yeah. love Italy by the way. Oh, I love Italy too. Italy's awesome. Best food. I, I want some more UK fans. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I wanna, I'll I do wanna... what I I'll do what I can. But Bill Wang aside, <laughs> I, I'm like the third English guy you've had on this show, am I? So you must uh, have some listeners no, over here. Bill Wang is English? No, you're thinking of um uh, no, Luke, Bill Wang aside, I said. Luke oh, oh, Luke, yeah. Okay, oh, aside. I'm sorry. You know, you, you guys from Britain are a little the too smart for us Americans. Yeah, the one on Fear of the Dark, and then you had the guy on the remote. There. Oh, yeah. yeah, we had John, Josh Carlson. Did Josh we have Carlson. Josh? Oh, yeah, yeah, back in the the, 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 the infamous last Terran show. Yeah, yeah, we had Josh, uh, yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, spread the word in the U.S. Well, any of you. I don't give a fuck if you live in, in, in uh, you know, Kenya, wherever the fuck you live. Tell a friend about the show. Me, you know, I, I have this weird thing. I want us to be popular in Guam. Well, well, we do have three. We do have three listeners in Guam. Three? True story. Man, that's three more than I thought. Three. Awesome. Three. But, awesome. but they're very excited. But, yeah, I mean, I mean you know, everybody listen to this. Tell your friends. 
If you got that, like that one weird friend you haven't talked to since high school, now's a good time to like them on Facebook and say, oh, by the way, uh, listen to Rock and Metal Combat podcast because, I mean, we, we, we need to get a little bit bigger here, people. And, uh, and word of mouth is a great way to do it. Another way to show your support is to come on the Amazon page. We, we have an Amazon link now on our Podbean page. Hey, uh, Ian, I, I blew like over 100 bucks on Amazon again, dude. Yeah, you did. You did and Mike Sears did. Mike Sears, Ralph Vieira, I love both of you guys. You are the only two motherfuckers that have used this link. No, oh, hey, man. And, we got more and, people. And, we got oh, more man. people watching. But, well, 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 here's... And, 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 and Joe, I apologize because I don't know if this link will work for uh, for uh, people in the UK and Europe. But if you're in America, come on. You know we're talking about an album that you may or may not have or maybe you want to rebuy or maybe the pick of the week. Click on our Amazon link and use that. A lot... Every podcast uses this. You know, they all are sponsored by Amazon and they all say the same thing. Doesn't cost you a penny. Yeah, wait, but, wait, wait. but if you use our link now, it does cost you exactly one penny more because nobody's used it. I've had to up the ante. So now, if you use our link, it will cost you one cent more. But please do it. What? Please go. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I put a penny tax. It's a penny tax. Why'd you have to bring that up, dude? Well, because I, I got to get people into this. Because nobody's using it but you and Mike Sears. All right. I guess. <laughs> but use the Amazon link, goddammit, to get your favorite music, your favorite movies, anything you want to get on Amazon, please use our link because it does kick back to the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Yeah, man. And also, come on, come on iTunes. Uh, we've, got, we've got some good five-star reviews. We've got some great, uh, you know, written reviews that are awesome if you're on an android device join on podcast addict that's a great way to get every episode downloaded to your android device uh also come on the youtube page Ralph just put up another great episode this week on the youtube page and he does an amazing job on those thank you Ian. Uh, Oh, no, no, you really you really do. I mean, it's great. It's the same awesome podcast you heard, but there's videos behind it. There's great pictures, all kinds of shit. It's a whole other way to enjoy this incredible so, yeah, fucking People should show. come on our YouTube page, and then they should come on Eileen, which is which yes. is my mom's third stripper name. Yes, that's right. And, and then, of course, there is the Facebook page, which this is the one that has been growing exponentially a lot of people have been joining the Facebook page but I've noted this a lot of people are joining it but I don't see you posting because I approve everybody that comes on there so I see your names I want to see you post I want to see you be the next fucking uh, Mark David Chapman or whatever the fuck his name is Mark Allen Taylor hey hey, Mark David Chapman I don't want to be murdered you know they're going to come after me not you exactly because you have all the talent. No, it's not because I have all the talent. They just go, <laughs> why would I want to kill Ian? The, the fucking the alcohol will take care of that. This guy's not doing anything anymore. Got to put I a bullet on his head. But become part of the page, man. Make some comments. Uh, just let your voice be heard. That's become- all I need is a sad sack Prince Lenny Kravitz fucking Bruce Springsteen fan coming after my ass. <laughs> 
Yes. Yes, come join the page. And uh, once Come again, on, Eileen. We want to thank Joe and and, and and everybody check out Joe's show. Hell yeah. Uh, how, how is your show available, Joe? I'm sorry. Did you mention this? Uh, if you go onto the website, uh, www.therockshow.xyz, you can listen to all the past shows. There's a link on there that leads to our YouTube channel, so all the past interviews are on there. We've had Ralph on. We've had Alex from Fresh or Die, Solstice, Malibu Creation, and every other band in Florida. Uh, Max Cavalier has been on the show. Nice. Cool. Um, we had uh, the guitarist from 1349 on there, awesome. a black metal band from Norway. I know that. And, uh, and last night's show, we had Moon, the, the front man of Moonspell. Oh, They're like a doomy No, I, I love black early metal kind of band. And, um, yeah, we're, we're not doing bad, actually. We're doing pretty good. Um, so... Well, for guess, <laughs> but uh, no, we're doing all right. But uh, yeah, guys, you got to get Gully on here. Do do like a, I'll tell you, his favorite band is the Doors. Who? The if Doors. Doing, oh, yeah. I'm a very uh, casual Doors fan. I'm not uh, a big Doors fan. I'll, but, I'll, uh, I'll love the Doors. Maybe we but can find seven, something else. Anything from the '70s, anything old. Gully's your man. All right, we'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk to Gully and see, you know, because the yeah. Doors. I'm very casual when it comes. I don't hate them. There's a handful of songs I love. Like, you know, if um, we were going to do a Doors review, I'd prefer a Greatest Hits. Yeah, I'm a Greatest Hits man myself. Oh, uh, well, I'm a total Doors fan. Well, maybe, I'll just, like, maybe I just won't be on that show. How do you like those apples, Ian? That sounds great. I'll just chime in when you guys talk about Crystal... Yeah. Uh, what's the name Crystal, of that song? Crystal Ship. Crystal Ship? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll come in during that song. I like that. I, I'm, I'm still going to make you edit it, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> true, yeah. But... Joe, we want to thank you so much for joining us on today's show. All right, thanks for having me. And we want to encourage all our listeners to come back next week when our special guest will be Police Academy and Short Circuit fame star Steve Gutenberg. Wow, man, I haven't heard yes. from that guy forever. Yes. I can't wait. Steve, Steve Gutenberg will be here while we talk about Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell Part 2. Oh, Yes. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. You like that? Next. I'm just too fat. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Oh, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Good night.